Hey guys, it's episode 4, and this week's episode, we're talking about uni adjustments and revision techniques. So, grab some pen and paper, and get ready to listen in. Right, welcome back to the Making It in Medicine podcast. This is episode four. Uh, obviously, you just heard in the main intro, we're talking about uni adjustment and revision techniques. But before all that, how have you guys been this week, man? Yeah, I mean, good, man. Everything's starting to get back to normal. Like, yeah, it's been chilling. What else is there to do? I mean, it's been it's hot. It's kind of good and it's kind of bad. Yeah, Friday was it's, hot, it's been hot, man. Too hot. It's too hot. I think over the, like the past few days, because it's been so hot, there've been a lot of people who've gone out and thought, you know, coronavirus is over. But I feel like there's there's a high possibility of a of a second wave coming at this no. point because yeah. so many people. Have no, no, jinx it! But he's James saying facts. He's saying open. facts. He's saying facts. I have to I have to speak the truth to the people. Okay, Bro. I can't I can't be out here lying. Okay. Uh, yeah, like quick advice to everyone: just wear masks, please. Try stay safe as possible, but. I can't risk losing Jim again, man. Please. Yeah, honestly, please don't. <laughs> please don't take the one thing away from me that makes me happy right now. Yeah, and can exactly. I just say, if you're wearing masks, yeah, please wear it properly. Cover your mouth and your nose, both of them, please. I don't want to see this half I don't want to see nothing apart from that. All right? All right, cool. Enough with the health advice. Let's get started with our podcast. So as Mars mentioned, we're talking about adjusting to university and revision technique. So to start off, in my second week of university, we had one or two lectures on different revision methods. They mainly talked about active recall and they referenced a book called Make It Stick. So if you guys do have problems with the revision and you're not sure what the best techniques are, have a read for yourself. I personally haven't read it, but the lecturer told us it was a very good book and it basically just does a lot of research or talks about a lot of research done on different revision methods and basically tells you which ones are the best so anyway to start off as i mentioned active recall is proven to be the best method of revision so different things that my friends and i did throughout the year were one writing down questions during lectures a couple of my friends did that and when it came to the end of years for revision they just went through all the questions tried to answer all of them without looking at any notes. It basically gave them an idea of what topics they were strong at and which topics were their weaker ones. Funnily enough, that's exactly what I did. Bang you. Um, How did you find it? Great minds think alike. Well, it? Yeah. Um, I found it really useful compared to, because there's not a lot of practice questions you get at university. Um, you just kind of exactly. have to go with the flow, innit? 100%. And another method, which is pretty similar, which a couple of my other friends used, but I didn't, um, was to write down. So basically they made flashcards and on one side of the flashcard, they would write down the questions that they typed up in the lecture. They'll try and answer it, answer the question on the back of the flashcard without looking at the lecture notes. And if they couldn't, then they would look at the lecture notes. Basically, it's like a two in one. You've done your questions. You do active recall after your lecture and you also have a set of flashcards 
for each of your lectures, which is pretty banging. And then the last one were, is my favourite. I started doing this about halfway through the year with my mate Abdul, shout out to Abdul. So what we did was after our lecture, we literally went into one of the smaller rooms, started writing down summaries on boards without looking at any notes. And we tried our best. Obviously, sometimes we did succumb to the pressure and have a cheeky, cheeky quick look at the notes. But we tried our best not to. Yeah, we really practiced active recall and tried to make the best out of it. Ooh, sorry, just kicked my mic. Yeah, um, we just literally would ask each other questions and we'll try and link different parts of the lectures together. Literally just try summarize as much as we could. And to be honest, when it came to revision time for end of years, literally it was a blessing. Any, all the lectures that we did together and the lectures that we summarized were just stuck in our heads. We only had to go through it like once or twice maybe, but it was definitely, it. it's definitely, I'm definitely doing that next year. Literally. I'm going to force, yeah. I'm going to force it. Like me and Abdul, we're definitely going to be banging out them summaries next year because it is a blessing. Trust me guys. Yeah. So what would you, would you advise someone to like get like, um, what would you call it? A kind of summary buddy so they can like both go through it and see where they, they, they have pitfalls or where their strong points are and they can like kind of both look out for each other. Yeah, man, a hundred percent. Like the advantage was with a mate, you both are like, you both want to do it. So if one day one of you is like, oh, nah, man, I can't be asked. And then the other guy's like, nah, come on, we have to do it, man. Then like you kind of push the other person to do it as well. So yeah. it, it kind of works out well yeah. in that way. It's that shared motivation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're on your ones and you're just like, oh man, I see we have to do this right now, then you're probably not going to end up doing it. But if someone else is there, like, come on, man, let's do it. And then it's calm. When you do it with a mate, it's more fun as well because it can get a little competitive to try and remember everything. And, you know, it's, it's just, in the end of the day, you're doing it with a mate. Like, you have a, quite a bit more fun. So yeah, yeah, literally, if you have one person who you revise with or if you have, like, one of your best mates, just go, just go do it with them. Like, trust me, it'll be worth it. Can I just say, um, the way I summarised it, um, I didn't do every, uh, like, I didn't summarise after every single lecture. I sort of summarised, like, key themes and topics. Fair so enough. I have all my notes. And then what I did was I condensed it all down into, like, a page. And that page would have all the key notes or, like, things that I'm more prone to, like, forget. So mm. with that, it's like it's, like, condensed as hell but you have all your main information on one page. So like literally I'll go through it using the active recall um, method and see if I can recall all the details of each topic and then check, check my actual notes, see if I've got all of it. If not, then I'll make another one or I'll, I'll either like add to that summary sheet to have like a hint or something. If not, I'd make another summary sheet and then uh, do it all again. So that's what I sort of did for summarizing exactly. but um, it's a little bit different it sounds but good it was, because yeah it was quite affected though because it still um, sounds good yeah exactly. yeah because with medicine there's so much like details that you need to remember so like condensing it down can really help you focus on the most important parts and especially the ones where you're easy like you're most likely to forget i did that near my like really close to my exams the stuff that i kept forgetting or the stuff that was like in like tiny writing in one of my lecture slides those kind of stuff that you'd miss out generally, like just putting them onto one page is really helpful just so you mm. can keep going over it. 
but yeah, yeah. like and i don't know if i w- mentioned what active recall was clearly before but basically what what it is is you try and how do i say this you try and well recall I think it's like testing yourself isn't yeah, it yeah it's like yeah it's like testing yourself you're trying to like pull stuff from your memory so for example if you write notes or make notes while looking at a textbook and reading and writing what it says is in the make it stick book is that you're very unlikely to take much of that information in however mm-hmm. if you read a passage and then without looking try write down as much as you can from memory you're more likely to remember it so to anyone who doesn't know what active recall is that is my understanding of it and if you do want to do more research then definitely read the make it stick book if you want and i'm pretty sure there's a lot more resources out there online just google it if you want and yeah, yeah also check out some good youtube good. videos that will definitely help uh, can 100%. i just say um the longer you sort of like test yourself away from when you first absorb the information so let's just say like i'll read my notes first and then doing it immediately afterwards so testing yourself immediately after reading the notes won't be as effective as um let's just say you doing it two hours after reading the notes because you got to understand that sometimes you you remember some of the information in your like your short-term memory so you have to like transfer all that information into your long-term memory so you can really take it out of uh during like exam times or like when you're doing an exam so you can take it out from those storage places exactly. in your mind. when you need it that so, is a banging um, point yeah because that that's one of the like key things you should do with active recall so making sure you have that sort of space like doing it a couple of hours afterwards if not an entire day or two because that's when you really know where um what you have in your long-term memory and what you don't have so then you can really like bottle it down and like sort of narrow down to the key areas i think we talked about this last week in one of our meetings um what especially for anatomy anki is amazing because it has that what's it called miles where it like repeats space repetition yeah space repetition that's it that's what video was talking about it really helps in anatomy like me and abdul were banging it out before anatomy exam and definitely helped because what it does is it takes flashcards that you didn't answer correctly and will repeat it in the space of five minutes ten minutes or a day depending on how how you rate it so there's an option which is like easy moderate or hard and if you put easy or if you put it hard it will come back in five minutes and you'll do the flashcard again if you put easy then you won't see it for another two or three days and that is a very good revision technique it's hard to do if you're using notes or flashcards which don't have spaced spaced repetition built in Mm. but if you guys do want to have that um if you guys want to do that method then definitely check out anki because it will definitely help you and is really useful when it comes to anatomy i mean i could i I think you could like potentially try and replicate that space was it space repetition spatial repetition yeah um with like handwritten ones so like you can separate it out yourself so if you know something really well you put it into one pile and then like Mm -hmm. separate the cards out from easy to hard and then what you can do is like just go through the hard pile quite hard pile quite a lot 
and then you can just like every like one or two days afterwards you just do a mix up of them see where where you're at but that would be very long and um might determine like might have to all come down to like you know being well organized and actually caring that much to do that stuff but this anki thing sounds better like sounds like a real good tool that could be used right um so another thing that i did quite a lot i don't know if it was like a subconscious thing or not but i would generally have like conversations with my flatmates and my like friendship group about these topics and once once we like do this we sort of like ask each other questions or like listen to each other so this will be useful because you're sort of trying to draw out things from your memory but the more you discuss it with a person the more you're more enabled to remember it and um, retain that information but as as a person who's also saying it it's also good because if you're teaching someone else that thing you're only enforcing your knowledge already yeah if that makes sense that's actually a great tip yeah. yeah and with that i mean one little silly thing that me and my friends um always do at uni is we always just like make little nerdy jokes about um stuff that like relates to you know anatomy or something we're currently studying at the time me- and because it's funny i don't want to hear it because i still pass <laughs> with an 80 percent average okay so, oh, come on, oh, slight, come on. Slight so flex. The nerd, the nerdiness is definitely worth it. I'd say nah, it's like it, people might call you a nerd or whatever, or whatever, blah blah. Who cares? I'm still, you know, having fun with it, and you know, still, still, you know, remembering all of the content that I need to remember, just with a little less effort. To be quite honest, you have yeah. to be a nerd. This is medicine. jokes aside. <laughs> yeah, you jokes mean? aside, you need Obviously. to be a nerd. Like, come on, man. There's so much content you need to know. Yeah. So yeah, that is a good way. Well, what I did was I had this really bright friend called Varsha. Shout out to Varsha. She was. Like she's just super smart and her memory was banging. So what we used to do on the tube ride back to our accommodation, she used to just test me and ask me questions. So, cause I remember like right at the beginning of the year when we were doing cranial nerves, I was trying to memorize it, but I literally wasn't putting enough time, putting enough time and effort into memorizing it. And so what she would do is she would ask me just random questions like, what is the function of the fourth cranial nerve or what is the third cranial nerve? Like literally simple questions and just get my memory going. What is the third cranial nerve? So the third cranial cranial nerve is the ocular motor nerve. So, oh, okay. oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, basically helps with the movement of the eye. Um, let me see if I can try to remember. Wait, what is that called again? Ocular what? Ocular motor. Motor. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. Totally knew that. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm definitely not writing that down right now. <laughs> I can send you my notes through later if you want, Viddy. Well, save, 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 save. Well, actually, that moves us on to our next point, which is note-taking. So for you guys who are considering buying an iPad or, um, you know, buying an iPad Pro or an iPad to make notes on, I would 100% recommend it. It is not a necessity. But if you guys do have the budget and you're thinking, cool, you know what, might as well buy an iPad. Trust me, it's 100% worth it. Like all your notes are in one place and you can take it anywhere with you. If you're in the lecture hall and I don't know, something from a previous lecture comes up, you can literally swipe and go back to it. So yeah, if... So how do you use your iPad, Shane? So yeah, I use Notability, which is my favorite note-taking app. It is amazing. But... I'm just going to do a quick review for you guys because I know a lot of people in my year who use OneNote 
and yeah both of them are pretty good you note taking apps OneNote's a bit more popular probably because it's free but yeah in my opinion notability is just a little bit better let me just break it down for you so as i mentioned OneNote is free if you have office office 365 which most university students will have um however notability is nine pounds eight pound 99 but in my opinion it's definitely worth it like where OneNote is a bit laggy Notability is a lot more smoother, the interface is a lot nicer, and it's way better structured, just way easier to find your notes, swipe through notes, yeah, make I, notes. I also feel like OneNote is like an infinite canvas, and so you, you find yourself writing in different um, sizes of text, um, yeah. and it's like, you're, you feel like you're, you, you keep going and you keep going, there's no limit, exactly. and it doesn't feel like you're writing on paper anymore, it just feels yeah. like it's just a, a huge piece of paper. Exactly. I mean, that does have its ups and downs. Like scrub. Like a scrub. Because, like, I do like... With Notability, you get... Like, it's, like, structured in a format where there's pages. Or you can have, like, a never-ending page. But it's, like, you scroll downwards. It's not, like, one note where it just expands in all directions. And I didn't like that feature. And also, like, the colours and the way it writes isn't as nice. I feel like Notability is way smoother, way nicer, and 100% worth the £9. If you do buy an iPad... Just invest that extra nine pounds. It will take you a long way. Trust me. Just do it. I feel like Apple well, Apple Pencil plus iPad combo is like the yeah. most overpowered combination it of medical school. Certainly. That I can vouch. Yeah, definitely. One 100%. thing I did forget is OneNote has this decent feature where you can, if you share the note, two people can work on it at the same time. So mm-hmm. during quarantine, when my friend Abdul and I were revising for end of years. We tried to like do summaries on OneNote together, but the problem was it was so laggy, like it just became unusable. So we ended up just dashing it. We're like bun this and decide to do it on our own. But if you, I don't know if you guys are next to each other or happen to have banging internet connection, like amazing internet connection and OneNote isn't finessing you, then yeah, it's a decent feature, but even if you do have decent internet, sometimes it just doesn't want to work. Yeah. Miles, you have no hope of using it then. Listen, no, don't I'm, I'm not going to be at home. Like that. Okay. Allow my internet connection right now because I'm just in a bit of a sticky predicament. Okay? Yeah, guys, like uh, we've, we took so long trying to sort this out today because Miles' internet was just acting up. It's a proper potato. Either way, I, either way I do not want to hear it because I'm still the person who edits and uploads these All podcasts. All right, listen, okay? Yeah. okay, fine. You know what? <laughs> You know, I'm, I, I've got nothing to say to that. There's no comment. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on quick. quick. Be, be careful. With, <laughs> really... with all that said, you know, with note taking and sort of preparing for exams, the one key thing you want to take away from all of this is practice is king. You know, when it comes to active recall and spaced repetition, you want to practice as much as you can, as often as you can, just to, to make sure you keep your, your neurons, you know, firing with those pieces of information that you need to know. Um, on a regular basis within that period of time yeah and just make sure you sleep a lot because sleeping will help you retain a lot of information as well 100 percent. talking about sleep you need to organize your time at university because time is not your friend it is gonna run away from you basically you're never gonna catch up to it okay um so you want to get ahead of it and so we want to talk about a little bit about 
time management and what you can do to organize yourself to put yourself in a little bit of a better position to tackle both exams, essays, and everything that comes with uni, is it, essentially. So uni is pretty much from day one at a much faster pace than A-levels. Um, there is a lot of work that they expect you to do and they expect you to do it independently, well, and on time. So the work is actually, well, within med school, the work is actually harder. Um, unfortunately for all of you who thought, you know, oh, it's going to be easier. No, it's it's actually harder and you've got um, a lot more of it to do within less time. So one thing you want to start doing is being able to map out your time efficiently. And one way to do this, one good way to do this is to make a timetable, a study timetable at least, and stick to it. Well, I stuck to mine strictly, but stick to it within your your limits, essentially. Mm. Exactly. Like with uni, there's way more content, especially in medicine. Like I'm sure you guys are expecting it. There's so much content. And we're only first year. Like it just keeps getting worse. Trust me. And I'm not looking forward to second year, lads. Yeah. But the science is a lot harder as well. It's not as easy as it was in A-levels. But that being said, don't worry. Trust me. When I was like my first week of uni, my first week of lectures, I was just thinking, damn, like, am I really smart enough for this? Like, this is hella hard. Oh, that swift imposter syndrome. Like, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Uh, me. It was like a couple of my friends as well. Like, we just questioned if we were smart enough to be there. Yeah, but just remember, guys, like, expect it to happen. They, even the lecturers were telling us, you're going to feel like this, but don't. Because after your first term or after a couple of weeks, you'll get into the pattern, you get into your routines and everything become a lot easier. Mm. like come on we've all passed first year i mean in this podcast we all passed first year and i know we all felt like we weren't going to pass right at the beginning of the year or halfway through the year like it is what it is just if you put in the work work hard work smart like you'll get there you're gonna feel like you're not gonna make it at the beginning because everything's so new to you you're not you're not used to this new lecture style of teaching of learning the whole problem-based type of learning you're not used to it and all this content and extra science put on top of you isn't helpful. But once you get into your routine and once you start working, it will all come to you. Like, trust me, you'll be fine. Just the most important thing to yeah, remember feel- is don't worry. Don't think you're not smart enough to be there because you are. If you get the A-level grades to get in and if you got your offer, if you banged your interview, you're definitely good enough. So don't ever think that you're not worth it, man. Let's turn it to yeah, a bit I feel of a like what you said about- working smart is also really important 100%. and so a lot of people you know they come to medical school thinking i'm gonna have to you know be in the library 24 7 all this but you know medics are humans too you know we all need a break as well and so one thing you need to realize is that to do well you don't have to absolutely live in the library what you mm. need to do is make the time that you work more efficient um than you have done before so what I did was essentially I worked 30 minute bursts because for some reason I have a very short attention span um, when it comes to reading uh, and took about five minute breaks in between, um, which allowed me to have a little bit of respite, collect myself and then go back and work intensely for those 30 minutes. And sometimes you can do uh, work for what, two hours, but it would be equivalent to about 15 minutes to 30 minutes actual intense work yeah or instead you could save time and do 30 minutes of intense work and that will that will add up in the long run if you keep 
being able to do that, then you won't let the work kind of get ahead of you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I did something similar where I did around like 45 minute bursts. So I'd do like 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes if I was pushing it. And then I'd just keep going, take like 15 minute, like 15 minute breaks max. Just do something. Try not to go on my phone because it would distract me. But yeah, like... Word, your phone mm, is the enemy. Yeah. One yeah important put it on thing silent, switch off data, Wi-Fi, everything. 100%. One important thing to remember though is if you're literally sitting there staring at your book or your iPad or your laptop and you're not getting any work done, just you might just need a big break. Go on a one-hour break, go to the gym, go cook some food, eat, and then try to come back to it. Or if you're really tired, just go take a nap or just sleep. Because if you're just sitting there, yeah, not doing anything, you're literally wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not feeling it, don't force it, honestly. you got to work smart because Miles mentioned this earlier. And I'm saying it again because it's so important. At uni, you're not going to have the same amount of time. You've got to do everything yourself. Got cook, got clean, do everything yourself and work. Go to uni on top of that. Like literally so much to do. And then obviously go out as well. Go to extracurricular stuff and go clubbing or whatever. Go on a night out. Like you've got so much things to do. Like make sure you're not wasting your time. And just if you're not working... Just don't work. Like, try again another time. Yeah. yeah. Go play some sports. Go do some societal stuff. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to do at university. You just got to be smart with what you pick and what time you do it. Yeah. Like, defo, try to do as much as you can, but don't overdo it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. For me, I was quite erratic because um, my attention span literally can vary so drastically. But um, one thing I realized is I work better when I'm isolated. So um, I decided to go to the library on my ones and then find myself like a literal room, desolate room, like literally no one's there. Um, And I do work. So my attention span can like be like half an hour to like two hours and now I do work. But um, once that attention span goes, I don't even try forcing it. I relax and then try again. But then the second round could be like 25 minutes. So it's sort of like what came to me and it would come at wa- in waves, but I know that it was effective because I could do a lot of work within those like short periods of time or that long period of time. And then um, what I decided to do was uh, take a friend with me and um, that was also very useful, but um, I'm not going to lie. It, you got to make sure that the person you take is serious and... Um, yeah, you got to like the right ground one. you because <laughs> if if you two are like yeah. too high in the sky, if that makes high in the sky, yeah, then it's not going to like work. So you got to make sure that you work with someone who is a serious candidate because if you just go there to have bants, then you're wasting your time and you're just only fooling yourself. So I mean, given you know all the all that we've said so far about time management and organization, as well as um, how to Uh, revise and prepare for your exams I guess the takeaway is essentially you want to start revising early first of all I don't know if we forgot to mention that but you want to start revising and questioning and testing yourself as early as possible yeah Uh, and spacing spacing the repetition of testing yeah throughout the year will help you remember that information in the long term like Vidi said 
And so, yeah, combine that with being able to efficiently schedule your time and work smart with your time. And then you won't be under the same amount of time pressure as a lot of people do face when they first enter um, medical school. And so you'll you'll have you'll be able to live a bit a bit more of a happy life in terms of your social life, your sporting life, anything else you really want to do at university. Um, but if, the two two last things I really wanted to to put down here were one. I don't know how many people have told me this, and I haven't listened up until the last bit of <laughs> first year. But always check your university emails. Otherwise, you are going to get bombarded with a ton oh, of angry emails from admin staff. Don't <laughs> miss your deadlines. They can make Don't. your life a literal living hell. You could either miss something important or, you know, you could not reply to someone actually important and it will, it will turn you upside down. It will exactly. completely I was literally thinking about this head. the other day because the amount of emails you get, like, it's going to be mad, but just make sure you're reading all of them and you don't miss out any important details because trust me or bite you in the back can i just say like checking emails has become like part of my life whenever i'm on snapchat instagram i also check my emails just in case yeah it's part of growing up man it's It's, it's the additional social media it's just it emphasizes that you're an adult now and it's just like crazy it's like this is so sad so the last piece of advice that i'd like to give you guys is again start your projects early start your essays early to make sure that if something does go wrong or if someone in your team isn't really pulling their weight that you can fix that regardless of what you need to do um but also when you're finishing ask if it's an essay ask for proofreading you know ask get a friend to proofread it or you know one cheeky thing i always did was um got my uh, English literature friend to um, <laughs> read some of my essays to make sure that I didn't sound like a incompetent writer or researcher or whatever it is. But um, that was really useful. Uh, and so feedback is always one thing that's always welcome at university. Yeah. And can I also say when you're writing these essays, a majority of them are going to be um, formal. So you need to have evidence, which is like a written like um, scientific piece of research. And when you're reading these research, do not just read the abstracts, actually read the contents of the paper, because sometimes the contents of the paper will be very different to what the abstract says. So don't like make sure you don't catch yourself and like screw yourself self over just reading the abstract because it says one line that supports your paper or whatever you're writing about. That is one key thing to remember about essays. Also, one one tiny little tip, control F is your best friend when reading essays. <laughs> Not just I'll reading say no more ding, ding, that. ding that is hundred percent true, Miles. <laughs> Not just reading essays, literally for everything. Reading like finding something in your notes, bro. Yeah. Such a blessing. Control F is your best friend. Or command if you're you know, an Apple user. Yeah, we we don't do that unfortunately. Lol. No, Apple all the way. Apple <laughs> all the way. All right, so that wraps up this episode of the Making It in Medicine podcast. Hopefully you guys took some useful notes or took something uh, useful away with you and learned something that you can apply to your university life when you start in September. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at makeitinmed and on Twitter as well. You can find all the links in the Instagram bio but yeah thank you for listening this week and we'll see you guys in the next episode